friends, welcome back to Lexical Tones Dangling Modifiers, your weekly dose of entrepreneuring the arts. Sorry I missed last week, there was drama, drama, drama hitting close to home. But that's not within the scope of our time together. If we haven't met yet, I'm Jamie Lee Sampson, bassoonist, composer, entrepreneur, author. You know, a few years ago I was walking by the costume shop on a campus where I was working, and I told the person I was walking with that in another life I would have been a costumer. He said... Well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And without missing a beat, I said absolutely everything. And I think I'm halfway there. Anyways, today on Lexical Tones, I want to talk about the big difference between publishing and self-publishing and the terminology that flusters us surrounding those two big options. Publishing is, traditionally, the way we get our music into the hands of performers. One of the coolest things I did in Italy on one of my visits was take the English tour of La Scala, the famous opera house in Milan. Inside, you'll find statues of composers whose music has echoed there throughout the centuries. Outside, though, there's a statue of Giulio Ricordi. He was not the founder of the publishing house that we know best for putting out the works of Puccini and Verdi, but he did build its reputation to prominence. At the base of this statue, quite literally at his feet, are the names of four composers. I took pictures while I was there, and I had a great time, really, I did. I highly recommend the tour. But months and years later, I still think about the symbolism of the statue. He quite literally welcomes you to the opera house with the composers he represented at his mercy. Publishing was, at one time, the best option for all composers and authors. The creator sells their copyright of their work to a publisher who distributes it to the great wide world. The composer keeps their focus on new works while the old slowly earn passive income in the form of print royalties. That's right, passive income, this thing I've been talking about for weeks, it's not a new concept. The problem is print royalties from publishers are usually really low. Common rates for composers are about 10% of list price. Occasionally you'll see something as high as 13%. Pause. Wait, what? What's list price? There are several different price points when it comes to talking about scores and saleable goods. List price is the one that we usually refer to when we're talking about how much a score sells for. For example, I have a work for solo bassoon called Frozen Landscape. If you search for that title on the adjective website, you will see that it sells for about $21. If I had published that score through a traditional publishing contract, I would get about $2.10 each time it was purchased. If you search for the same piece on Trevco Varner or Forest Double Reads, you would see the same price or a really similar one. Why buy from one over the other? It depends on where you want your money to go. There's a difference between creator, publisher, and distributor. The creator of the work sells to the publisher, the publisher creates the professionally notated score and sells to the distributor, and the public buys from that distributor. Scores are typically sold at a considerable discount to distributors. This is usually 45 to 55% of list price. Think about it. If we sold scores at list price to a distributor and they sold to their customers at list price, they would have no way to pay for their facilities and their staff. In this way, the 10% that goes to composers makes some sense, right? There has to be enough money to go to all of those parties for all of them to stay in business. And it's not also the worst number I've ever seen. I was once offered 4% royalties for a book I was writing, and I'm really glad that that didn't end up working out. Since the rise of professional notation software, composers have had greater control over the appearance of their scores. What once was a major benefit to working with a publisher, the professional typesetting, is now in our control. What does that mean for profit? Well, 
list price minus expenses for your paper and binding supplies will equal your profit if you choose to self-publish by creating your own scores and selling them through your own site. It looks like more like 70 to 90% profit. It does mean finding your own distribution channels. It does mean on a regular basis, you'll be printing and shipping scores, promoting them to new performers. But I'm pretty much constantly searching for these new performance options and distributing scores myself anyways. So this doesn't really seem like extra work to me. There's also no guarantee that by signing with a publisher, they would put a large marketing budget behind my works. Self-publishing does mean taking some more responsibility in hand for each score, but the result is that every score earns more for you than it could possibly earn going through traditional publishing routes. There's also the matter of performance royalties. In the decision to publish or self-publish, it's important to remember that performance royalties ensure that every copy of a score that goes out into the world is poised to make more money over time. Its sale is not the last time it earns dollars. Let's say that that copy of my bassoon solo we've been talking about, Frozen Landscape, let's say someone purchases that to go on a recital tour. They perform the work 14 times in one year. Those performances are also going to earn performance royalties. If that work were published, I would earn 50% of the royalties while the publisher would earn the other half. Sounds good, right? The work is continuing to earn. But the alternative is that by self-publishing, I retain 100% of the performance royalties, and that's the sort of passive income I'm looking for in my long-term financial goals. In short, self-publishing grants the highest profit margin for composers, but it does require a little more work. Publishing allows you, the composer, to focus on creative pursuits, but it comes at a hefty cost in profits. You may find yourself asking, this seems really black and white. Is there no in-between? The answer is, of course, there's, there's an in-between. There is. Many publishers are starting to realize that they can make even more money if they offer printing services to composers. In that way, you can upload your scores to these distribution hubs, they print on demand, and you get a little bit higher royalties, more in that uh, 45 to 55% margin. And that means your time is free on, let's say, a Tuesday night to not come home and print an entire set of parts to distribute. Much like in the other areas of income we've talked about this season, you get to curate your own experience as far as how far you go towards traditional publishing or self-publishing or where you may fall in between. Next week on Dangling Modifiers, what are the business structures that are most commonly associated with composing? Does a sole proprietorship serve you best? What about an LLC? Is there a difference between that and a partnership? As always, you can find Adjective New Music on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can find me there uh, as well if you search for Jamie Lee Sampson. That's J-A-M-I-E-L-E-I-G-H-S-A-M-P-S-O-N. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com. <laughs>